Hello. How are you doing? This is Rafi, the host of the Journey to Marriage show, one of the hosts. And um, you might be wondering, like, where have you been? <laughs> well, what's going on here? Well, um, we'll go. We'll go ahead and keep that story for a different episode. However, we feel like it is a good time to share an interview, a really special interview that we had in the past with. One of the founders, um, Bethany Miola of Life Giving Wounds. It is a ministry where she supports, uh, as well as her husband and their team, they support adult children of divorce and how to navigate their relationships, their lives, and all these things through um, retreats and so many different programs that they have going on, support groups and all the things. And I wanted to share with you this interview because um, I think it's important. And there's going to be some things that I'm going to share with you with our apostolate um, in the next episode. So stay tuned for that. But before that happens, we definitely wanted to bring this interview on our podcast because I know a lot of people in our community might be affected here. You might have been a child of um, a divorce and, and being raised in a divorced household. And we wanted to bring this message to you um, because Bethany shares so much great wisdom and hopefully this really just starts your path of healing if this is something that you're currently struggling with as well. And um, nonetheless, I hope you learn um, a lot from this interview. So um, that said, I'm going to go ahead and kick in the inner the intro music to this episode. And again, uh, if you're wondering a little bit about our podcast and what's going on in the future of everything, um, stay tuned for the next episode that we're going to be releasing after this. Um, but nonetheless, enjoy this interview with Bethany Miola. The real question is this. How can you be more intentional in your relationship so that you can say yes to God's call to marriage with confidence and live out your vocation with excellence? Welcome to the Journey to Marriage show. We are your hosts and relationship coaches, Rafi and Sarah Filino. We'll help you transform your relationship and become the holy couple God is calling you to be so that you can discern and answer God's call to marriage with more clarity, confidence, and peace. We're so glad you're here. Now let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Journey to Marriage show. This is Rafi, and I'm really excited to be um, here with a guest, a, a, a guest that we've met, um, I think it was like last year through the OSV challenge. We're going through it together and just learning a lot about their ministry and what they're doing really just aligned with what we're doing here at Journey to Marriage. So I'm really excited to introduce you uh, to um, this this speaker, just a little bit about her. Uh, she is married uh, to her husband, Dan, and they run a ministry called Life Giving Wounds, where their mission is to help young adults and adults with divorce and separated parents give voice to their pain and find deep spiritual healing. Uh, she has uh, a Master of Theological Studies from the Pontifical John Paul II Institute, and they live in uh, Bowie, Maryland with their two daughters and a cat. Um, 
again, I'm I'm really excited to to introduce you to all uh introduce you all to uh, Bethany Miola. What's up, Bethany? Hey, Rafi. Thanks for having me on. I'm looking forward to our conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm super excited. It's funny how like we just met through a forum. And for all those who are uh, listening to this are not familiar with the OSV challenge. Um, yeah, that's kind of, it, it, it was like, I don't know, how, how would you describe what the OSV challenge is? So it's, I mean, it's a lot of professional development, which is awesome for Catholic startups. So groups yeah. that are kind of early in their formation process. I mean, that describes us. We're only a few years old. That describes you guys as well. Um, yeah, it was amazing. It was a way to, to meet other Catholics who have passion and vision and want to do something new and innovative in the church, you know, together with with others and um, in line with the gospel. Um, yeah, it was an amazing experience uh, when we did it. We, we made it to the finals, which was really exciting. Uh, we did not win. <laughs> um, but right. just the, yeah, <laughs> the formation that, that came from that was incredible and continues to bear fruit, uh, as I'm sure anybody who was part of it at any level um, would agree. Yeah, for sure. And uh I mean the the this is still the impact that you guys are making every single day is just huge and I'm I'm really excited to to dive into the topic but then also like talk about your ministry and what you do because I know a lot of people in our audience are probably looking for uh, some of the resources that you you have created which is why we want you we're we want you on our podcast. We're really grateful for your time to be with us and um so what we're going to be talking about for all those who are listening, we're going to be talking about like, how do you heal? Um, how do you heal in your own life? Especially if you're like discerning the vocation, you're, you're on your journey to marriage, but you, you might have experienced something like being raised in a, in a, in a household with divorced parents, separated parents. Um, like how, do, how do you find that process of healing so that you can like better discern, better prepare for this call that, the Lord may be calling you to. And uh, this is a, a really, really powerful topic because Sarah um, Sarah has experienced that. Uh, she was raised in a divorce household. And I remember when we started off our relationship, there was there were things that were happening and things that she was saying that that kind of was concerning. And when we kind of dove deep, there were there were things that she struggled with because of what happened in in our upbringing. So uh, we're going to talk about like, how do we find that path with Bethany? And I'm really excited to hear your insight. But before we actually jump into that topic, I wanted to ask you like, what really inspired you to start this work? Yeah. So, okay. Wow. A lot of things. Um, so the, I mean, the first main thing is similar to you and Sarah, uh, for myself, I, I come from an intact home. My parents are still married. Thanks be to God. Um, they did have their difficulties. They both separated, uh, physically separated twice when I was growing up, which was really tough, but they came back together, uh, which is a beautiful witness. But my husband, Dan, he is an adult child with divorce. So his parents separated when he was 11 and then got divorced finally when we were 26, um, actually the same year that we got married. So that was kind of a sad irony that that was happening in their lives as we were beginning our journey together as a married couple. So for him, I mean, this has been part of his life since he was a kid, uh, just dealing with the realities of having his parents split up and everything that comes from that. Um, we met in grad school. We were studying uh, the church's teaching on marriage and family at the John Paul II Institute. So for both of us, we just had this passion at what the church had to offer um, when it comes to love and the human person and marriage and family. 
Um, so, so studying that, being immersed in that, and at the same time, us getting to know each other, starting to court, kind of figuring out like where our family backgrounds were coming into play within our courtship. Um, it, it became a real passion of ours to see, okay, where is the Lord calling us? And here's this really huge unmet need within the world of people who come from these backgrounds, their parents' relationship didn't last. And there's there was not a lot being offered specifically for them within the church's pastoral ministry. Um, so that really is the inspiration. The Holy Spirit laid it on our hearts to found life-giving wounds and and be that place where people can come and find that support that they're looking for um, and, and meet others, even just like connecting with other Catholics who have that background. Sometimes you can feel really alone and wonder, like, does anybody get what I'm going through? Um, so even being able to provide that community and then within the community, the formation and healing um, to be able to heal from those wounds. And like you said, if a voca your vocation is to marriage, to be able to enter that with a joyful, courageous spirit and not be held back by the fears or the wounds that were caused by uh, by your family of origin growing up. Really powerful, Bethany. And I, I really commend you and Dan for, for taking on that responsibility because you didn't have to. You didn't have to, but you did. And uh, you allowed kind of your own experience and allowing that to kind of now help other people. Because I, I totally resonate with that. When you when you feel like you're alone, it's just hard. It's, it's just hard to to live life, not to have that type type of support, especially if you feel like you are the only one. But now that you're bringing all these people together who who have experienced that, I think it's powerful. Like what you guys are doing, the movement that you guys are starting. So let's talk about healing, because I think I, I think this is a really one of the things that we notice, like working with with people in our community and our couples, they don't really know if they are in need of healing, right? So they're in these relationships they have experienced, like being raised in these these families where they were separated or divorced, but they're not really sure if they are actually in need of healing, and maybe that in itself is a blinder that that causes people to not really have that self-awareness, but how, like, how, how does one know that they are in need of healing and how it's affecting their relationships, especially if they've of course been raised in a household where they've experienced the divorce or the separate, the separation of their parents. I mean, I guess in a lot of ways, like, you know, all of us are in need of healing. Um, so part of it is just that, yeah, like you said, that self-awareness of like, where are the places in my own heart and my own life that the Lord wants to call me to, to greater, deeper healing in him, to be more, to be the, the whole person that the Lord is calling me to be. Um, for us, like in, in our work, when we're working with adult children of divorce, and, and this is, you know, from research too, from researchers that have looked at, you know, what is the impact on someone when their parents' marriage doesn't last? How does that affect them in their own relationships? Um, there's a there's a lot of commonalities that surface. I mean, this would be different for every single person. So every person's story is unique. Um, and a lot of that, you know, factors in whether their parents have been divorced as long as they can remember and they never had 
really an example of even their parents together at all. Um, or people on the flip side that, you know, will come to our retreats and they're in their 20s or 30s and their parents just got divorced. And that's really throwing them into a tailspin and, and really everything in between. Um, so some of the things that we talk about in Life Green Wounds, one of the big ones is what we call unhealthy self-protection. Mm. So I'm sure, you know, I'm sure you guys talk a lot about in Journey of Marriage that the you know, the way that the church calls married couples to total self-giving, to that mutual reciprocity between husband and wife, where you're completely open to the other, there's a, a deep intimacy at every single level. Um, well, one thing that an, an adult child with divorce may struggle with is that's terrifying. Mm. You know, like if you, <laughs> if you grew up in an environment where love was not safe, and I'm not even talking about, you know, the extreme example of abuse or neglect, even though those are a factor in a lot of people's backgrounds. Um, but even when love was just not trustworthy, when the love of your parents, it was not something that you ended up being able to count on, um, or there's just a lot of really unhealthy dynamics, it, it makes sense that someone in that environment may learn to self-protect. You know, we give the image of crossing your arms over your chest. You're not open to others because loving someone, being vulnerable to another person is really risky. And of course it's risky for all of us, for, for everyone who's a human. You know, there's that great quote from C.S. Lewis, to love it all is to be vulnerable, to open your heart to anyone. He says, even a pet is to be vulnerable. There's a certain vulnerability that's scary, that's, a, that's central to any relationship. But we see it in our own ministry. And again, through research that's been done, that's that's especially difficult for adult children of divorce or can be. And that can show up in a lot of different ways. You know, it can look like fear of abandonment. So as soon as something is off in the relationship, instantly there's that fear that the other person's going to leave. And sometimes it can look like, you know, you leave first before the other person leaves. And that's a way of self-protecting. So you're not making yourself vulnerable to being left again. Um, it can also factor in if there was affairs and infidelity in your parents' relationship. There could be that constant questioning and wondering, is my spouse going to be faithful to me? Um, we had one person on our retreat share that every time her husband went on a business trip, it was so hard not to fear that he was going to be unfaithful. And he himself never gave any indication. He was completely faithful to her, but that fear was really hard to overcome. So then self-protection in that circumstance might look like constantly checking on the person, constantly needing to know and asking um, and just needing that reassurance in, in, a, in an excessive way. Um, so that's one thing, even, even just taking wow. account of one's own heart and soul and seeing am I able to be open and vulnerable to people? Or is that really scary? Uh, could be a place to, to search for, um, to, to search for, for healing and to look for the Lord's healing in those uh, dynamics. Yeah, that's, that's really powerful stuff, Bethany, because in today's age, day and age, we we're we're inundated with so much noise. It's so kind of fast paced. And it seems like something like, something like you feeling like something is off or like not trusting your partner when they're out traveling and like you questioning and wondering if they're doing something it it could sometimes maybe feel like just a normal a normal thing for for a lot of people is there like a process or something that maybe you you help catholics do to help them grow in a deeper self-awareness to really understand like, 
yeah, this is what I'm feeling. And it's because of actually like, this is the, was because of what has happened in my past. Like, is there um, something you can kind of give some insight there? You know, I think a lot of it is just being able to name what's going on in your own mm. heart, which is really hard to do. I mean, that's hard for anyone to do. Um, you know, I will say a big part of our retreats, we do three day retreats, we do online retreats, a big part of it is having our presenters speak to their own experiences. And that's in terms of relationships, in terms of their identity, in terms of their faith, and giving words to the ways that their parents divorce affected them can be really helpful for other people to recognize mm. like, oh my gosh, I never saw that mm. this thing that happened in my parents relationship is affecting me in this way. Um, you know, I'll give another example. And it's another thing that we talk about. And that's distrusting joy. So even when something is going really well in a relationship, it can be really hard for an adult child of divorce to rest in that and not to think like, okay, but you know, when's the other shoe going to drop? And that could come from, you know, a lot of, a, a lot of the circumstances are people's parents seem to be fine. You know, the, the family seemed to be fine. And then just out of the blue from the kid's perspective, okay, you know, son, daughter, we're getting a divorce. Um, and, and so that anxiety that can creep in that even when things are going well, we can't trust it. We can't rest in that. Um, but, but even being able to name that is really powerful because once you name it, then you can take it to the Lord and say, look, I have this wound in my heart. I really desire healing from this. Um, it also, you know, once, uh, engage, an engaged couple, even a dating couple is able to name that within their relationship and talk about it, then it become then it can become more, there's this, this thing that we're both fighting against. We want to fight against the effects of, you know, the parents' divorce on us. It's not, it's not about you. It's not about Sally. It's not about Joe. It's not them doing something wrong. It's about seeing how they've been affected, finding healing from that and being able to talk about it. I mean, that's a huge part of Mm. just the relationship. I know that's been just so many conversations of Dan and myself throughout our courtship, our engagement, our, our marriage is recognizing it and, 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 um, seeking healing together. You know, mm. like I'm sure that you and Sarah find that in your own relationship, it, especially once you get married, like you're no longer dealing with these things on your own. You take on everything that the other person brings and vice versa. Um, and, and doing it as a team, addressing all of those wounds as a, as a team, uh, which yeah. can be really beautiful too. Yeah, that that makes sense. That makes sense. And I'm glad that you you have like so many other people involved that all of you guys are like contributing because oh, one of the things like for all those who are who've been listening to our podcast, you might not like resonate with our story, but then there might be a story of uh, another couple going who has something that you could relate to and that's why it's really cool um, Bethany, how you're like bringing all these couples together to share, share something that's like really difficult to share, but knowing that it can, it, it can speak to a lot of people. Um, so that, that that's really awesome. And I, cause I know like what we teach is, yeah, you like learn skills and grow as a couple. The thing is like, it's, it's so difficult to do that when you haven't like, healed when you haven't had that foundational thing so it's really important that we're having this conversation because it is it is a process that you don't just kind of like zoom by like oh i'm fine i'm i'm doing all right i'm just going to work on other things like no sometimes you got to slow down and 
like what you said, name what's going on in your in your heart, bring it to the Lord. And I'm sure you have a lot of other like really powerful tools in your retreats and things and how they could do that. But um, once like Catholics like start like being self-aware and like, yeah, this is, this is happening. Um, like what are like, cause I know people are listening to this right now and they need something that they could maybe do to kind of like initiate this process of healing, like on their own, like what, what advice would you give them like more practical, maybe something mm-hmm. practical they can do to help them start their path of, um, healing if this is what they're experiencing. Yeah, absolutely. There's so much that can be said there. Gosh. Uh, okay. So just to, just to name some things, one would be rediscovering the church's vision of marriage mm-hmm. um, and, and rediscovering it both in our head and in our heart. Um, so even just going back to some of the, the beautiful source documents, what St. John Paul II says about marriage, what the catechism says about marriage and really sitting and dwelling in that, because that's the truth. You know, what we, what we may have seen in our parents' relationship growing up, if it didn't last, that's not the truth. That's not the core truth of what marriage is and what love can be. Um, but taking that in, not just on a, on a head intellectual level, but like, okay, I agree with that, but really reflecting. And this is where a lot of grace comes in really reflecting on, do I really believe that? Do I believe that love can last? Do I believe that marriage can be total and fruitful and faithful and last until death? Really sitting with that, that could be a great place to start and kind of recognize like, where are the parts of of marriage or of love that I really am struggling with? And not so much on an intellectual level, but on an emotional level, or just having a visceral reaction to it because of my background. Um, I would say another thing is, is really to recognize if someone is an adult child of divorce or separation, really claiming the strength that comes from that, um, that it is not, first of all, statistics are not our destiny. So, and our, and our background does not define us really claiming that truth um, and seeing not only that, but there are so many adult children of divorce that we've met that have the most intentional marriages because of what they went through, that they are so passionate about having their marriages be beautiful and be lasting, the examples to their children. Uh, and that's amazing. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. it's, you know, no one ever has to, wants to have to go through the experience of coming from a divorced home, but it can be something that you can draw on to say, with the help of God, I'm going to be different. I'm going to break the cycle. Um, and that's amazing. I mean, it's an incredible Mm. witness and testimony. Uh, another thing is find those people in your life who have the marriages that you admire. Um, so if you think about an adult child of divorce was not given a roadmap of lasting marriage, you know, for whatever reason, you know, their parents, did not figure out how to make their marriage last till death. Okay. Mm-hmm. There are people that have, <laughs> that have those marriages that we want to look up to. And that's also where the head and the heart, you know, the heart can come into it. So we can believe with our head, what the church teaches about marriage, but to see it really lived out in a couple's life can help convert and transform and heal our hearts to believe this is really possible. And not only that, I have people who are, who are with this in me that I can turn to, to help. Um, so for for me, for my heartfelt goal that I want my marriage to last forever, to find those people who are going to be the cheerleaders. Um, I mean, 
you know, I think you guys probably, I would assume talk a lot about mentors because it's just so important for everybody to have mentors. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say even just like a strong emphasis on it for adult children of divorce to have mentors because they, they, they don't have that, you know, in their parents necessarily. Um, they, they may have one mm-hmm. parent who's remained faithful to their marriage, which is an incredible witness, you know, who's been abandoned. Um, but they need to find those, those people, those married couples that their marriages have lasted to, to lean into and, um, have as their examples and their guides. Yeah. I totally, I totally agree with you there because, um, I know with Sarah, there, there were some doubts that she had to kind of experience, like, is this going to like, is this relationship going to work? Especially when we started getting like, a lot more serious in our relationship where I started bringing up like, Hey, what are your, what are your thoughts about like getting married and stuff? And there would be one day she would be like, yeah, this, this sounds like a really cool, like a really good idea. And I feel like we're being drawn in this direction. And then another day she'd be like, Oh, well, I think we should probably slow things down. And I remember just hearing all of the the turmoil that she was going through. And it was because she was hearing opinions from other people where their marriages didn't work out well. And like, it's interesting how, how all of that really plays a big role in influencing like where we end up in our lives. Like what, what advice, what beliefs are we willing to kind of like believe in are we gonna are we just going to look at people who have not gotten what we want to get and just kind of listen to them or like what you said just find find people who have already had successful marriages be around them ask questions and just kind of uh, it's just it's a a a more immersive way of learning um Mm -hmm. and sometimes like what you you mentioned it's kind of like if you don't have that belief in yourself that things are possible, like borrow that belief by being around other people who, who, who had done what you want to do, but not quite there yet. Sometimes just you borrowing their belief and knowing like, Hey, if it's possible for them, man, that, that could be possible for me. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's, some of it comes back to that self-awareness piece of having the self-awareness to say, you know, for example, I don't really know how to do conflict because I never saw it done well in my house growing up. Mm. Um, I mean, and that could be something certainly someone from an intact home could also recognize. Um, but having that self-awareness to say, you know what, this is something I want to get better at. I want to recognize whatever wounds are at play that make me really fearful of conflict. Um, be aware of those, seek healing for those. But also I just, I need to learn and have that humility and openness to learn. Mm. Um, you know, because the all of those who, the people who are blessed to grow up in really solid, healthy, holy homes, that sort of thing, the conflict and the give and take and relationships and forgiveness. I mean, it's kind of like just imbibed um, in that environment, you know, in the school of the home. The church talks so much about the domestic church and, and imparting to children what it means to be human and how to love. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of from the flip side for for those that did not get that. And I mean, we're talking about like, easily up to half of the adult population, if not more, you know, then it takes just that it does take that extra effort to say, I want to learn how to love asking God for the grace to be able to do that and finding those mentors and those 
sources of wisdom. Um, you know, you guys are doing that with your your ministry, with Journey to Marriage, really laying out like, hey, if you desire a happy, holy marriage, like there are things to do and and this is possible. Just giving that message of hope. I know that's one thing that we try to do day in and day out, mm-hmm. um, that message of hope that the lasting love is possible. Um, yeah. You know, a verse that we often come back to is perfect love cast out fear um, mm-hmm. from First John. And Dan and I actually, we had it inscribed in our wedding band. Um, so it's kind of, it's like a reminder we wear every day and that's Jesus's love. You know, our love is not perfect <laughs> as much mm-hmm. as we try because we fail all the time, but Jesus's love is perfect. That's the love that we rely on. And then through his love and through God's support, we believe our love too. We can, it, it can cast out fear and our love can last. Having that bedrock foundation is just crucial. Ooh, I like that. I like that. And that is the truth, my friends. That is the truth. Like as much as we kind of self-sabotage and like get into like these these places of fear and anxiety, the truth is is that you were made for love. You were made for relationships. Like and this is what God will give to you in abundance. And um hopefully everybody who's listening to this right now are are feeling inspired and feeling hopeful for for their future on their journey. So for those who who are, because I know there's a lot of people who listen to our podcast who have experienced this. You, you might be dating, you might be engaged, you might be married right now, but you've experienced um, having your parents separate uh, or get divorced. And you're, you're probably like le- leaning in. You're like, this is something I really resonate with right now. And uh, I, I really want to work on this. Like, do you have any like last words of encouragement to anybody right now who's like listening and just leaning in and really desiring healing in their life and wanting to live out this vocation with excellence? Is there any words of encouragement you want to you want to share spe- uh, directly to them? Um, gosh, I think just to emphasize that. I mean, how much the Lord wants to heal us from any wound that we've experienced, um, how much, how abundant his healing is. I mean, that's been an amazing thing to see through our ministry, just the depths that this pain goes really deep, but the Lord's love and his mercy go just as deep. Um, And seeing that, seeing people be able to, to kind of restart that courage to, to love and to be vulnerable and to say yes to relationships. It's, it's beautiful to see. Um, so I think just emphasizing, yeah, the, the healing mercy of our Lord that is completely inexhaustible. Um, and that, yeah, lasting love is possible. Uh, just, it's a refrain we come back to again and again and again. Um, yes, I love it. I love it. Well, I know we've been pretty deep and like talking about all like this topic and healing and all that stuff, but let, let's let's shift the energy on this on this podcast. I, w- I want to ask you like personally, like what do you feel like you are most grace uh, grateful for about uh, your marriage with Dan? Oh man, <laughs> um, so much. I mean, you know, when I when I met Dan, he had already really done a lot of healing work on his own. Um, so I think that was all in God's providence that by the time we met, you know, he, w- he, both he and I were really ready for that serious courtship. 
Um, and I think that I, I mentioned before about, you know, what we call like a superpower of adult children of divorce is that intentionality about relationships. Mm. Um, and I, I definitely see that in Dan all the time, you know, like he doesn't take for granted our relationship or our family or our parenting of our two kids. Um, you know, and as an example, when we got back from our honeymoon, um, he was really moved to come home to our home together. Um, Mm -hmm. because, you know, since the age of 11, he had two homes and now for the first time they had one home, um, that was his. So even just having that depth of appreciation of of things that perhaps other couples may take for granted, not that there's anything wrong with that. Mm -hmm. Wonderful not to have that background of dealing with two homes. Um, but just being able to see like, this is really wonderful (laughs) and beautiful and seeing the the depth of the joy that is possible uh, in marriage um, and possible just in, in our family life together. Ooh, I love it. I love it. Thanks so much for sharing that. And um, hopefully everybody who's listening to this right now, you're feeling a lot more inspired and anything is possible. Uh, it just takes that intentionality. It takes that belief in, in knowing that God loves you and this is what you were made for and that you don't have to do this alone. Like, you have people who have gone through this path that can guide the way for you in in the process of healing and just living out your life, your vocation in abundance. And um, if that is what you like, resonate with, like definitely follow Bethany and and Dan with their ministry. Like you don't have to do this alone. Like this is what they've been called to 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 help guide you through through this whole journey and uh hopefully just like from this conversation you you you're you're feeling a lot more inspired cuz i know i am just like getting to know you your energy and just i i i got to meet dan very shortly before we started mm-hmm. our interview um hopefully there's going to be some time that we get a uh hang out i know you guys are all the way in maryland but we're in vegas so it's maybe like a Catholic conference or something that we, that we could do to meet. And that'd be great. um, Yeah. You guys are a a big inspiration to, to us. So for all those who are enjoying this conversation and want to learn more about you, about your ministry and gaining the resources that you, you share with life-giving wounds, how can they go about connecting with you? Uh, So you can visit our website, lifegreenwounds.org. We're also present on Facebook and Instagram. So definitely follow us there. Um, And we have a newsletter that you can access uh, via our website to stay up to date about all of our retreats. We have, we are, we just finished our 12th retreat of this year. Last, no, sorry, this weekend, this upcoming weekend, um, it's happening in San Francisco. Um, And next year, we already, I mean, we have a number coming up of in-person retreats. We'll be doing more online events. Um, You know, any any adult child of divorce, 18 and up, is welcome, no matter their background, circumstances, um, or their current state in life. We have everybody single all the way through married. Um, (laughs) Come and come and join us. So we're 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 here for you. That's our mission. Anybody who is looking for that healing from their their background of being a child of divorce. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, Bethany, for all the links. They are in our show notes. So make sure you go into the show notes of this podcast episode so you can make sure you contact and connect them and follow them on their journey. And again, you don't have to do this alone, my friend. Uh, You have the support, you have the community and uh, Dan and Bethany were gracious enough to take on this responsibility to bring all of you guys together. So thank you 
Bethany, for your time. I'm, I'm really grateful that we had this conversation. And uh, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to seeing you continue your ministry and continue to make the impact that you make uh, in this world. So thank you.